Radio. Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And, and everything's, everything's coming up Simpsons. This episode is brought to you by Victorian Secret, Barnes for Nobles, <laughs> David's Merkins, and ooh, my favorite, Just Half Capes. Ooh, you know, I, I'm in the mood. Full, yeah, just want a little. I'm afraid of commitment. That's nice. Yeah, when it's like a spring to summer, a spring transition, sure. seasonal. You just want a little off the shoulder. Ooh, nice. Now, let's just spend the rest of the podcast talking. Yeah, let's like talk. This. Let's just be. <laughs> I don't. Know why, we'll never get to our guest. How about I, that? Well. What about we do? Oh, okay. If you'd like. It's sure. so much easier for me if you don't. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can go home, you can have dinner. Yeah. I often tell when I do stand-up shows, I often am like, guys, I got to go up first. I got another stand-up show, and that's usually just code for dinner. So I just want to get the hell out of there. Yeah. Because I hate my profession. <laughs> Only suckers wait. Yeah. Uh, so, so the voice that you're hearing right now is Brian Kelly, uh, who we are so excited to meet with. Um, he is obviously the uh, Simpsons writer that we are lucky enough to have seen the episode with. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a first for us. We've never gotten to watch a Simpsons episode with the writer and like in the Simpsons lot. And a brand spanking new episode. Yeah, it's kind that of just uh, aired yesterday. If you're listening to this on the Monday it came out. Which you are. Of course. Which you are, of course, because you love us so much. Uh, yeah, this is, I'm left a little flummoxed. This is the first time this has ever happened. I'm a little starstruck. It's very exciting. Mm -hmm. I'm very honored to have you guys here. This is awesome. Yeah. Oh, and we should say that we are broadcasting. I was going to say broadcasting live. live. We are bro we are recording in the um, Simpsons offices. Yes. So we're we're just feet away from the writers' room. Yep. Which we just which is where the writers sleep. So it wasn't hard to get so, Brian yeah. here. Mm -hmm. Actually, exactly. We got to keep it down. <laughs> um, Algene keeps bumping our wall with a broom, yelling at us. Um, but yeah. said, this place was recently cleaned for like the first time in 29 years. For us. For us. We tented the building. I, I guess oh. it was, yeah, it was, literally we had like it, it was it was these offices have been so gross for so long yeah just so much writer be yeah and so there was never any time to clean it and they're they're finally redoing everything after 29 years <laughs> it'd be funny if like you found that the walls were a different color it <laughs> was a different shade it's it's and I would I, I would like to point out it's still a dump but it's, yeah, it's but it's our dumb. Yeah. Have you guys, well, how, first of all, how long have you worked on The Simpsons? I started, I think it was season 13. It all blends together now. Uh -huh. uh, I think it was around the year 2000. Um, and I left for three years in the middle there. Mm -hmm. um, and then came back. Uh, when Dana Gould left, I rejoined the staff. So they need Had you guys been feuding? Yeah, yeah. Dana? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shifts in the night. Like the nicest guy in the world. Well, according to your Wikipedia, it was 2002 to 2004, and then you came back in 2009 into the present. Are you but... Frost Nixoning our guest <laughs> well, on his own personal that. history? <laughs> I started in 2000. Maybe the episodes I, st I started getting credit on were Eric. Because, you know, it's... We're, we're, right. We're, I don't know, Brian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have. <laughs> A team of nerds. There's a team of nerds writing this, and you're just one guy. So I don't really know. The numbers don't quite check out. Uh, it also looks like you have slightly longer hair in this picture. <laughs> What's that about? Same shirt, though, actually. This is pretty amazing. Is it really the same shirt? <laughs> At least it's very... You just typed in his social security <laughs> number, and you're just pulling up his file. No, it's not the same shirt. It's I just very similar. Right. What did you do in the that mini break? Lived I worked a life. Uh, on uh, the television show Joey. 
which was a oh my gosh that's so cool once i had successfully launched that show yeah i believe now in its 13th season uh, then i just that's a great joke yeah yeah. uh uh yeah boy people hate it it was a really fun job the people were great but yeah um and then i just did a lot of freelance and Mm -hmm. you know movie stuff and and uh specs you know i mean whatever develop you know develop some shows and stuff but um, you also what, wrote on news radio, which is one of my favorite shows ever. Yes. Yeah, so that was, uh, Ooh, that we'll was talk about it. really fun. We can do mm-hmm. that too. Um, uh, sorry for so telling you like happened, you didn't know. <laughs> I worked the Simpsons and then I left the Simpsons and then I had children and I went, Oh my God, <laughs> I have to pay for so many right. things now. And I have children and I don't have a job. And fortunately, uh, yeah, fortunately they were, they, they had me back here. Now correct me if I'm nice. wrong. Yeah. I was going to say, he's a dick, right? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you just corrected me. So and no more I questions. Um, well, it seems like not so much like a an open door policy or like, you know, whatever you would call it. But it just I feel like a lot of people leave The Simpsons and come back. And it seems like a pretty like, you know, open, warm kind of familial atmosphere here. It really is. I mean, it, over the years, like it's it just the staff has just become, you know, we're 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 very close and, and, uh, we know each other, <laughs> you know, better than we know our families. Mm-hmm. And, uh, really if, if you're not a, a nice person to work with, you're, you know, you've left a long time ago. So, right. um, and yeah, uh, Al brings back a lot of people that he likes and, and, um, and then a lot of people do part-time, uh, you know, they'll, they'll do two or three days a week. And, um, so on any, any given day we might have 10 or 12 writers here or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but it, you know, it's kind of a rotating cast, uh, and it's great. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's just the nicest collection of people. Um, and, uh, well, according yeah. to this episode, unicorns would like you guys. Unicorns would like us because, uh, they like nice people. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I love Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> we hate, too. I, oh, mean, I, was, uh, I mean, we weren't able to say shit. We're two Bart's, not two Lisa's. We gotta go. Um, I don't think I ever the name of this episode it's called the surfsons oh gotcha. which is uh i don't know how we settled on that i think it was a, a long day of pitching and, and uh i like it okay i think there might have been a better title there's always a better title out there but mm-hmm. um yeah the surfsons is is the simpsons name in the show mm-hmm. because they're surfs ah. um and so we see this episode steps outside of springfield and is like one of those really fun bottle episodes where it's very game of Thronesy, Dungeons and Dragons. Harry Potter in there. Yeah. Lord you of the Rings. Ents. Yeah. Yeah. You asked us before we sat down and watched it uh, if we liked fantasy uh, record 12 times. Just yeah. a double, triple, <laughs> quadruple check <laughs> to prep well, us properly for what we were about to sit down and watch. Because there are a lot of jokes in there that really you kind of have to be a fantasy yeah. genre to get. And we, we kind of liked it that way. I know it's, you know... Uh, um, it might leave some people out in the dark, but I think that's okay for one episode a year. Um, yeah, I think so. But I think also like you contextually, you can like determine that it's a funny joke or that it's supposed to be a joke. Like, I feel like it's not exclusionary in that way. Right. I mean, some of the sign jokes are a little specific and yeah. you know, there's things like, uh, Sideshow Mel is a guy that I've never heard of. Uh, Elric of Melnabone. Uh, oh, which is my a, ex-boyfriend. <laughs> what a stupid <laughs> hacky joke. <laughs> and it's, uh, he's, yeah, he's this, you know, series of, of, uh, fantasy novels. And, and I, I, even that one I had never heard of, but Matt Selman was adamant that he had to be in the show. So we worked him in. And so the, you know, the, there's some references that, 
if you don't get, it's fine. You know, mm -hmm. um, but like if you don't know what a gelatinous cube is, I don't know what. It's, know. <laughs> Have you never seen Wayne's World? But um, yeah, the that that idea though is what The Simpsons is. The Simpsons has always made jokes that are funny to the Simpsons writers, and there are obviously always going to be broad strokes that people like. But what makes The Simpsons special is that they have these jokes that, for those who get it, it's the most special thing they've ever seen, and it's going to resonate so much more than if you guys only had jokes that you're positive someone that you just met would like. Mm -hmm. That perfectly explains our position. <laughs> <laughs> no more questions. Goodbye. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that kind of just goes to, um, you know, what I feel like anyone that is trying to write or like trying to create like any bit of advice that I think is, is should be like the first bit of advice they just glom onto is make yourself laugh, make something that you're, you yourself is proud of um, because that's going to resonate and, and that's going to like read off the page and it's going to read off the screen. And like, if you're not delighted with it, if you, uh, the opposite being like, if you're making a show that you think that middle America will like, and only middle America would like looking at you CBS, but like, <laughs> then it's not going to be as like genuine and it's not going to be as strong, yeah. you know? So I think that that that's something that, you know, has continued with the Simpsons from year one to year 28, 29, when whatever year we're in. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Uh, when when I was first starting out, I met another writer who said, uh, in complete seriousness, I never laugh at my own jokes. And that was so bizarre. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing I'd ever heard. And he quit a year or two later. Uh, Interesting. No, I, I don't understand that mentality. And we're, we yeah. really are just trying to make each other laugh here. And, and, yeah. and uh, you have to check, check yourself and make sure... Jokes are intelligible to the <laughs> yeah. audience, but it's okay to put a few things in there that are kind of just for us. That kind of reminds me, if I may talk shit for just a mini second, um, so we that can kind swear, of reminds okay, me, right. wait, what'd you say? So we can swear. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh yeah, it's a swearing podcast. Uh, we got to earn that explicit rating on iTunes. <laughs> shit cuss damn. Um, I cuss. said cuss as a cuss word. <laughs> shit hell damn. Anyway, uh, I uh, dated a TV writer uh, very briefly. Name and, him. Uh, no! Um, and I think that I like stuck around a little bit longer because our meet cute was so great we met at Lebowski Fest um, so I was like oh man I'm, I mean that's a great story to tell your kids um, but I just remember talking to him and having he I, I do stand up and have done stand up for like eight or nine years and I remember telling him that and he was like oh yeah I used to do stand up I did it for like six months and then I got this writing job so I quit because I was done and uh, he kind of had that attitude about all of his creative pursuits so I'm not quite sure <laughs> and his relationships uh, I'm not quite sure why he was in it but yeah sometimes you meet people like that that seem to, to not have the right mentality for I think endurance in this field right yeah but yeah. you're not that person because you made an episode that made others laugh and you laugh I watched you laugh throughout this episode. I, I <laughs> and only watching you laugh. She didn't really look at the yeah, screen what the was entire time. No, it, was, it played in total silence. It was really <laughs> uh, But so uh, to the listeners at home, in your cars, wherever you are, um, we already said the name of this episode. We already kind of alluded to it. Most of you probably saw it last night. Some of you may not have. Um, this episode is unusual because it is like a Treehouse of Horror episode. But like Julia said, it is kind of a bottle episode where it all all takes place throughout the entire episode and there's never um, there's never anything that tells us that like we're going to return to the Simpsons like there isn't it, we're not like watching Bart tell a story about right, this right, right. Uh, Homer isn't reading the Odyssey to the kids like this is actually we're just in it and it's really fun like mm -hmm. it you know I um this is nothing to do with the Simpsons but I loved uh, there was a Scooby-Doo movie where like the monsters are real and it was I my I loved it <laughs> I so much <laughs> I love 
loved it so much. By the way, I never would have anticipated this turn in the conversation, but go on. Well. (laughs) People in costumes. I know. know. But, so the thing is, is like, um, as I'm sure you are prepared for, there will probably be people that feel that way about this episode, but it is daring, and it will make the people who love it really love it. Granted, I was a child when I saw it, and maybe I'd feel differently now, but it was fun because then we still went back to just like normal Scooby-Doo. It was just kind of like an extra fun, cool thing. And also the dog talk. So do we really care? But you know what I mean? It's 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 this cool thing where it felt this episode felt so novel and, and great. And Julia's still laughing at me for loving Scooby-Doo, <laughs> I but I do. I, I got a couple follow-up questions. Sure. First of all, a Scooby-Doo movie mm-hmm. suggesting that there are multiple that there you've are. seen. Um, is well, this there's the, the live action with Linda Cardellini. Right. That's, that's That was my first question. Is Are you referencing the live action one? No. Oh. No, it's animated and it came wow, out. you were so mad at me. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm surprised. Sorry, fighting in front of you. <laughs> Son, we have some words that we wanted to tell you. No, uh, no, I'm I'm delighted oh, that you okay. have this to watch. Oh, I um, I just love the movie so much. I'm a big fan of Scooby-Doo. Um, we don't have to get too far into it. We'll make it a Patreon episode. But the point is... Uh, <laughs> I, uh, First of all, we won't. But anyway, Well, continue. I will. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. Um... And if we get enough people saying, I'll, you know, that they want it, I'll make a Scooby-Doo podcast because okay. I really do love Scooby-Doo. But anyway, I... Do you ever see the Futurama, Futurama fan? Yeah, very the much. Futurama did a kind of a Scooby-Doo t- take in one, in one episode. And they did one of my, one of the greatest jokes I've ever seen, which was the, uh, you're looking down a hallway... And like the gang runs across the hallway from one door to another, mm-hmm. and then nothing happens. <laughs> which, is, which is really funny. I love it. I, I love, love it. that. Um, but I, I'm very sorry to distract people with my. Talk no, of it's this. okay. Well, <laughs> but my okay. point was just that it is this fun, cool thing that you would never expect to see happen. Like, you know, a Treehouse of Horror episode is essentially a guy in a mask to me because you know that it's, it's not really happening. Right. But in this episode, there is a level of like the monsters are real. Like, this is this cool thing, even though we know we're going to go back to it. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's fun. I felt like I was watching a cool movie and it's exciting that it just happened to be an episode of The Simpsons. Like it was, it was really exciting. And and I think whether you're someone who watches the show religiously or someone who hasn't watched in a couple years, like, I really think this is going to be one that people all kind of like collectively love. Mm -hmm. And it's a season premiere. Season premiere, See, yeah. which premiere is such a bold move. I know. They, you know, I think it has it has uh, Nikolai Coster Waldo on it, and mm-hmm. you know, it's sort of Game of Thrones is big, so they sort of picked it to. Uh, but I always say, I'll tell you why it's set in a fictional world. Oh please! Um, and this is kind of this is the bummer part of the podcast. Uh, so, uh, in 2015, my wife's uh, mother, uh, while we were visiting back east. Um, announced that she was going to go off dialysis uh, and she just couldn't do it anymore. And the whole family was like, well, but without that, you're going to, you know, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'm okay with that. And without going into details, a week later, she was dead. Aww. And we were all out there and it was the craziest thing. And you're with someone and, and her friends are begging my wife and all her sisters to like, you can talk to her and get her to, and it's like, you can't say anything. She just, that was her choice. And so it was this crazy, awful experience, right? And I came back and we were looking for story ideas that fall. And I was just like, I gotta, there's got to be some way to write about this. Um, and so I realized that in the world of The Simpsons, I can't kill off Marge's mother. Um, I'm not senior enough. And, uh, <laughs> and, you know, and 
uh, that I, it's just too, it was too sad a story, but that, that was really interesting. Like, uh, you know, cause in a, in a way you admired her. It was like, she was like, no, I'm done, you know, and, and yeah. I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. And I am so terrified of dying that I could never, ever do that. So yeah. she's, you know, way more, uh, uh, I don't know, advanced than I am. Um, so when I came back, I was like, I was like, all right, how do I do the story? And, um, and then I, that's when I realized I had to set it in a world that was completely separate from Springfield. And it had to be, uh, you know, it, it couldn't in any way, it had to be a treehouse. It had to be, you know. Yeah. Um, and you couldn't, like, we, when uh, Matt and I did the Lego episode, uh, you know, there's back and forth between real world Springfield. And, and this, this had to be completely divorced from Springfield. So, um, and then it was just, it was just, you know when I got the idea to do a fantasy show, I mean, we're all fantasy nerds here and, and, and I, I was stunned we hadn't done this before. Just a chance to throw every single reference we could at the show. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I mean, I pitched it in, uh, in probably December of 2015 and it's just finished now. I mean, it's just wow. been a really long road. Yeah. And, um, I just want to say really quick, Rob Oliver, the director is so amazing. And, from the coloring of this episode and, and uh, the emotion is all there. And uh, he just like, there's, there's so many references and we kept calling them later and later and like, like, yeah, we got to jam this thing in. We got to jam this thing in. And he <laughs> yeah, just yeah, rolled yeah. with it. And, and so, yeah, it's basically a love letter to fantasy that, you know, from a bunch of people who really love it. So. Yeah, it was so beautiful. I mean, that's the first thing you notice is just how detailed, like, mm-hmm. you know, this episode, had it not taken this long, had it had a, a lesser director, like, you know, it probably would have been pretty barren. Like you would have had like the just, you know, a very basic outline of what like medieval times kind of looks like. But it was really rich. Mm-hmm. It, like the details were. Yeah. I mean, you can tell that it comes from a place of knowledge. I mean, you've got like hardcore Dungeons and Dragons jokes in there. Um, but I don't want to skirt past like that beautiful story that you just told. I like, know. I, I mean, I would never have guessed that that episode had a very right. real personal core well, that's pitch. The thing is we, we had to cut it down. I mean, yeah. the original draft was there was more of that in there. And it's just too hard. It, it's too tough yeah. for a show. We want the whole family to watch it. Yeah, you know, yeah. So there's, there's a little bit of it in there. Um, but we didn't, and, and, you know, in the end, it just it kept getting reduced and reduced. Uh, Matt was, you know. Uh, he still wanted to have that element in there, but he really, you know, he's, he is such a good sense of like where the line is. So, right. Right. um, So we cut it down to, I think the right level. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, uh, it's pretty amazing and a testament to the, just the story at hand that even though it wasn't the main, you know, through line of everything, it choked me up. I was really mm-hmm. emotional and I'm sure Julia was too, because this is what we love about the Simpsons. You know, we love that there are sign gags. We love that they're like constant jokes and you'd have to pause it to catch everything. I mean, it was going so fast in terms of just like jokes per minute, but like at the end of every like good like Simpsons episode is really just a lot of heart and like yeah. a, a reason that we care about these characters. And it was really cool. And un, like a new thing for me to see their bond in such a beautiful light. I haven't really seen that yeah. bond between a mother and, you know, a mother and a grandmother before in anything in this way where it's also fun and also fantasy. Like mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. really impressive. Well, that's awesome to hear. Yeah. It was, it, it was, uh, it was really, it was fun to write because we don't do a lot of, this is Bouvier, in part because right. it's, it can be hard to hear 
that voice with Marge's voice with the sisters. Right. Yeah. You know, they're similar and they're, they're, they're so they're, they're unique. So it's, mm-hmm. well, that, that makes no sense. Like, <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, I'm uh, taking hey. your writer card. You are no longer a writer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please leave. So yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a really fun relationship to yeah. explore. What is the experience? Um, just to go slightly, what did you say? <laughs> it sounded pretentious. Oh no no no! no. Disagree. Uh, that's out the door. Yeah. You're on a fucking podcast yeah. talking about your art for yeah. a second. Yeah, that's so like podcast it's gonna get pretentious. pretentious. Yeah. Um, but just to maybe like um, to go off topic from the episode just for a quick yeah. second. Scooby Doo. Oh, oh yes, uh, Scooby Doo. Uh, I have some follow up questions just for Allie. You can wait outside, um, Brian. <laughs> no. Speaking of Scooby Doo, so a sane person would know that the monster should never be real, right? You're with me on this one. Yeah. Right. Okay, good. We can move on. Okay, good. Uh, (laughs) No, I was going to ask, um, what is the process of pitching in the Simpsons writer's room now? Like, there's been so many seasons done. Where do you start? You know, you mentioned earlier we were touring the writer's room that you guys have a lot of posters on the wall where you look to inspiration for characters that you may be overlooking and that could spark. Like, where do you find, you know, to come in fresh, I need to pitch a new idea like, do you start with a personal story or do you just sort of see what picks up? Yeah. I mean, the, be- the best ones uh, are where, when you start with a personal story. Yeah. Um, and uh, but yeah, I mean, it can be anything. Sometimes you open the newspaper and there's a funny idea there, you know, right. Um, uh, or some, you know, big uh, new technology or new trend or, or mm-hmm. new, uh, you know, group of people you didn't realize were out there and they're interesting. And, you, just, yeah. you know, um, so yeah, our, our, our pitching process is actually, this is, uh, it's actually changing right now. Ooh. Uh, yeah, because we've, for a long time, the show has done this thing where we, uh, we have a, a story retreat and Jim Brooks is there and Matt Groening is there and Al Jean is there. And those are the three guys you're trying to, you know, uh, get to latch onto your idea. And everyone would come in with one story, which is nuts. <laughs> There's yeah. so much writing on it. And it would be like a 15 page outline. I mean, or, or, well, say eight. Well, that's yeah. Eight pages, but it takes 15 minutes to read or something. Yeah. And jokes. It's the whole script. And that you yourself have come up with yes. and developed by yourself. Yeah. So I that's mean, there's, insane. there's a ton of jokes from that pitch that are in the show. Like, you know, right, and right. That's, that's not atypical. And, uh, so we finally, the problem with that is that well, you're going to be pitching a whole show and there'll be something that you forgot we've done before. Yeah. You know, I was going to ask that. that right? Yeah. And we finally moved it. We're finally moving to a system now where everyone comes in with a lot of short ideas, which makes much more sense because, uh, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's, there's, there's just too much to avoid. Now there are too many potholes and, and booby traps, you know, in the, in the history of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you really don't want to repeat. And so, uh, you know, I've had entire pitches torpedo, like a, a big outline of a whole story torpedo because there was something that bumped with something we've done before. And that's, that's fair. Like yeah. I, should, I, I missed it and I shouldn't have. So yeah, we're finally <laughs> coming to our senses. Oh my gosh. I've never heard a show do it like that. Usually it's the, a ton of quick premises so that everybody right. can be like, Oh, I like this. And they kind of pull it apart like taffy and figure it out. Yeah. I usually mentioned news radio before I came in. One of my story pitches was Matthew has a mustache. <laughs> hey. That was the entire pitch. Yes. And it went up on the board. You know, it's like, yeah. that, that's how most shows do it. And, and I love those quick pitches. I yeah. love it when it's like, <laughs> I don't know what this is. Matthew has a mustache. Does that feel good to you? Like yeah. what else can we do? <laughs> Yeah, Dana made a joke about just like in this episode, Homer has a hat. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Just write it up. Right. Wow, that's wow, that's so, cool yeah, that, so that things that, are changing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm really excited. I think it's a really good change. So. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, we, not every story that we do 
comes out of that uh, that once a year story retreat. It's mm-hmm. like two days of pitching. Um, you know, there's a lot of things where Jim Brooks will have an idea and a writer will be he'll say to you know Al, what about this? And Al will say, hey, what if we do it this way? Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. he'll just assign a writer to write the script. And so that happens too. And we've all had scripts like that, and it's great because it comes from Jim, so it's good. Right, um, right, but, right. Know, it's, Daddy approves, so right, yeah, you can exactly, go straight yeah, to production. Yeah. He's pretty, he's got a pretty good track record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Slightly better than my own. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just so kidding. yeah, so yeah. but uh, I would say two thirds of our shows come out of that story retreat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in this episode, I mean, because the fantasy world is so vast, uh, I can imagine that there were a lot of different ideas of kind of where the Simpsons inhabit, you know, like how much of it is Game of Thrones. I mean, I know that you said that because it's so popular, obviously you want to kind of latch onto that and, you know, get Game of Thrones fans excited. But, mm-hmm. you know, um, I know that that happened too with Harry Potter. Like it's always fun to see, but I was, you know, I'm curious if there were other drafts or other ideas, uh, at all about kind of like, you know, do they have superpowers Is Lisa something other than a magician? Like, do we have other types of fantasy that is more prevalent than it ended up being? Like, I'm very curious about that. Yeah. I mean, there there was, you know, there were a lot of things that got added and cut. Aslan was, that was so funny. Was yeah, it was really great. Point because we really? had so much fun. For good him. fucking reason. Yeah, he, I mean, yeah, it was really making us laugh. He came to dinner and he was just, and he had a scene that that ended one act and started the next one. And I don't even know. How, Can you explain Aslan to our listeners if they don't know? Aslan, uh, A-Z-Z-L-A-N, is a legal, legally approved version <laughs> that may or may not reference a certain lion. Thank you so much, Fox Legal, for this. <laughs> who hang, who is often uh, in the proximity proximity of a witch in a wardrobe. <laughs> and who, uh, who's author, who's, you know, the, the author C.S. Lewis, uh, it's kind of a, a, a uh, you know, allegory. You know, it, it's, he's, he's sort of Jesus, right? Yeah, in right. Those, in those books. All right, especially in Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And so, uh, yes, we have a, a, uh, a very Disney sort of uh, lion man walking around with a, with a huge cross. And, and uh, you know, we, 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 the thing, religion in this world kind of interest, interest, interested us a lot. Um, Cause you know, fantasy though, there's always crazy made up religions. And so right, right. Uh, the idea of the afterlife was the natural fit, you know, with the story of someone dying. And so, um, yeah. So uh, there were, yeah, there were long scenes of, uh, as I was just working really hard to convert, the Surfsons uh, <laughs> Christianity or whatever. It's a, it's not quite Christianity. Right, right, is, right, right. Has something to do with a cross and, uh, and he's just spreading the word and, and they're, they're I love really how like over it Marge is from the start. I like, <laughs> Every, I, like yeah. I love a tired Marge that yes. just like doesn't let politeness like sh- sugarcoat her interactions. You know, she's right, just like, right. hi Aslan. <laughs> yes. Definitely worn out as welcome at this point. Absolutely. Like, he's been by that house a lot. I love it. Um, yeah, I, I also just love how he was animated. It's, yeah. He kind of sprung yeah. to life in a way that I haven't seen the Simpsons move. And it was, it was there was something just very eye-catching and fun about mm-hmm. that. Yeah, like I said, it, it's very Disney. It's it like, is very Disney. You know, it's, uh, I, I love it. Rob, Rob Oliver's a genius. And, and so we saw that. We were like, I'm not sure that looks like the Simpsons, but it's great. And so, yeah. we just, you know, we, we just kept it that way because it's really, you know, it's so, so expressive and funny. So, mm-hmm. And we're going to take a quick break. Man, what a great break. I had such a good time. We all converted to Christianity on that break. Or, or sorry, whatever Aslan is feeling. Aslan, all of the G. I don't know. It seems nice. 
I should have a pitch for that, but I don't. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. uh, what are what are some of your favorite jokes that you specifically worked on in this episode? Like, what is near and dear to your heart? Um, okay, uh, I think my favorite joke in the show, and I don't know if it'll land with everyone, but is if we can put a moon spangled hat on a man. Yeah. Why can't we? Uh, yeah. And I remember we were in the room and we came up with that. You know, so much of this is collaborative. And so I believe I said that line, but I'm sure it was coming off of some, what someone else said. Sure. Um, but, uh, oh, and then <laughs> I don't think anyone will catch this because there's a lot of music happening at the time. But, uh, and this was my original pitch was uh, when they grab Lisa, Homer says, you can't nap my kid. That's kidnapping. <laughs> and I don't think anyone's going to catch it because it's kind of, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. I, I love that and I kind of had to fight for it a lot. Speaking of uh, music and fighting for it, uh, we had said off podcast, uh, we had learned a little bit about that closing song. Do you want to talk about it? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that was a, the uh, end result of months and months of debate between myself and Matt Selman. Uh, and uh, Matt is was the showrunner for this episode and so he's the one who, if, if it works, it's, his doing. Um, uh, but so we, we wanted the, the, to do a song at the end that was a parody of, uh, Oh God, I'm blanking on the name of the song. Uh, oh, the Hobbit songs. Yeah. yeah. The, end of the Hobbit, the third one. Yeah. What is it called? Mm -hmm. Listeners scream it loud enough so we can hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Louder. I feel like, oh, yeah, it's like, a, the yes, goodbye. the last Thank goodbye. you. Whenever you say that though, I always feel like it's like this Tinkerbell moment of like, <laughs> she's dying. Clap. <laughs> scream the reference to us. We need to know. I do feel like I'm dying, but yeah. that's pretty much Twitter. <laughs> at replying is just clapping Tinkerbell back to life. Right. <laughs> Right. Uh, but when so you're a guest you in a podcast, you always want to hear, I think I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good feeling. Uh, so, uh, no. So, um, yeah, the last goodbye is this very sort of solemn, uh, you know, it can maybe a little self-congratulatory song, but it's, it's like, it's, 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 uh, it's you can, the song you can that slice that of, song to treads. No one here is. They're like, not no, listening. No, 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 that song doesn't thing. care. It comes at the end of six movies, right? Right. Six feature length, I mean, epic, epic movies. Uh, and so our idea was a completely unearned last goodbye. Like we, we did 20 minutes of television and we're going to talk about it as if it's the greatest accomplishment yeah. in the history. So, um, we were writing the words we were we kept writing and there were a million versions and every version that I wrote had like really big jokes in it. Like, you know, the, about how this is the greatest episode in the history of TV. It's the peak of peak TV. <laughs> You'll never see anything good. This again, you know, this good again. Um, uh, you know, cartoons are a superior art form and all this stuff. And, uh, and Matt really wanted it to be small and true to, uh, yeah. We're parried. Matt Groening or Matt, no, Matt Selman. Selman. Matt, Matt Selman. Selman. Yeah. Uh, Matt Groening hates the song. Um, uh, <laughs> it's actually true. Um, but, uh, so we went back and forth and back and forth and Matt obviously won cause he's my boss. Um, and I, you know, the, what, what makes it work for me is that we actually got Billy Boyd who was Pippin, uh, in the Hobbit movies uh, to record it. And he has the most angelic voice I've ever heard in my life. I mean, it, it was like two takes. It was just, yeah, uh, he's so funny and so great. Uh, and so, yeah, yeah, we, we basically, you know, recorded this thing and, and, and to me, his performance 
is so sincere that it makes it work. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's right. So just I, like James Taylor on. doing the ant song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the sincerity in all of the Simpsons music is what really sells the joke because it's already so funny. And then like just the sincerity of, I mean, I always reference my favorite fictional musical kicking it, the Betty Ford Center musical, <laughs> where they're just like a whole choir of people are just singing it to the nines and like going for it. It just makes the joke so much more funny because you're imagining these people in this booth just like fucking giving it their all yeah yeah and, and it becomes a real thing yeah and yeah he did, oh my god he was so he uh, i love him so much were and you present when he was recording I, yeah i got to meet him do uh, yeah. you shed a single tear <laughs> <laughs> just a single little and a dove swooped down and picked it up it was, and flew away it was beautiful in every way beautiful every way yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got remarried while i was yeah. uh, were there any other moments that you were particularly proud of in this episode i mean it's just such an accomplishment just overall to have been like you know all the things that you've already said the fact that it was a personal story that you were like the it was the first time you guys really did this huge fantasy and there were some like i felt like there were some sci-fi things in there too but it was uh it was that's enough but if there are any other moments i do would i would love to hear what they were for you um i mean there's 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 so many and it's you know uh i love the ants uh what the tree people right (laughs) oh yeah Ends uh, with a Z. Non Lord of the Rings tree people. <laughs> I love the halflings. Um, no, it's, it, you know, I, like the things I'm weirdly proud of are in when you're in Dr. Hibbert's office there on the wall behind him. Every one of those potions has a label and they're all references. Yeah. It, it's, you know, Game of Thrones, but it's uh, strange, uh, not Stranger Things. <laughs> uh, that's, that's not right. Uh, Zelda uh, yeah. games, you know, it. it whatever uh, uh harry potter i'm blanking on but you know it's it's every franchise we could think of and any franchise that had oh lucy's lucy's drought draft draft whatever it is yeah yeah D- drought oh someone's at the door hello hey, it's okay <laughs> <laughs> um is so, matt graining we yeah we to beat him. it yeah, yeah get out of here um, yeah and so I, I really, I'm, I'm very happy with how dense it is and mm-hmm. all that credit to Matt and the animators. And it's so fun to see. I mean, similar to Trails of Horror, it's fun to see like a kind of off model version of like our favorite characters from Springfield and see like what, you know, the Game of Thrones analog for them would have been, you know, right. like I love that Millhouse is. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's a goblin, but there's like multiples of him and Bard and him are just kind of fucking around the whole episode. And that's a runner. Right. And we get to see like uh, the prank calling Mo, but it's that was through, like a crow. And they, he has to write his response on a little scroll and, you know, like send it back. And that was the first like prank call I've heard in a while that made me like really laugh out loud. Mm-hmm. Like it was so so good. My lady bits or my lady parts. My lady parts. And we were trying (laughs) to get that name for like a whole afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. And then we realized, Oh, Mike Reese is in the other room. Like he's, (laughs) Yeah. He might be the guy who came up with the prank calls. And so we were just <laughs> right. like, you know, and he's, he's, uh, he's the kind of guy who can do a crossword in about 20 seconds. And so we just said, you know, we explained what it was. We got a list back and they were all fantastic. And that was on it. And it came back in like, uh, you know, 10 minutes. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd pay so much money for that list. Uh, <laughs> uh, aside from this episode, is there anything that you've done, uh, either a story arc or just a, a particular moment uh, from your career as a Simpsons writer that you would want to share with us as being special to you? Um, I mean, the other show I'm probably the proudest of is was another massive 
Selman team up, which was mm-hmm. uh, the the Lego show. And that was, yeah, you know, that was so pretty. Super, oh my I mean, gosh. That all sprung from uh, Matt saying, I wish there were, you know, Simpsons Lego toys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, all right, we'll write an episode. <laughs> well, here and we go. And yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that was that was another one that was just a tremendous amount of work and it went on and on and on. And there were, you know, um, but, you know, other other than that, the thing that uh, this is this is a, a boring uh, response. But the thing that makes me happiest is just is when we're stuck on a joke in 30 minutes and you think of it. And, and, yeah. you know, and that's like and, you know, it's the right thing. Yeah. And it's just it's still uh, it's still the greatest thing in the world. I love it. Mm-hmm. So. And uh, do, do you have kids? I do. Are they fans of The Simpsons? They are. Yeah. That um, must be pretty exciting. I think James, who's 13, is more of a fan of, R- of Rick and Morty, which I can't which, argue with. Yeah, it makes sense. Right. It's pretty, <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty good show. It, yeah, <laughs> so it's pretty good. I gave up The Simpsons with him. Uh, my daughter, who's 10, um, uh, she doesn't really watch the show, but she seems to like it. You know, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it's funny how their viewing habits are just so different. They'd rather, a lot of times, they'd rather watch YouTube videos and that kind of thing. That's so. what I hear from Kids. literally every parent. Yep. yep. It's, what is on YouTube? I, I don't know. ASMR videos. ASMR videos. I just go there for like, <laughs> I, I, I listened to the Can Hardly Wait soundtrack on YouTube earlier, and that's <laughs> the extent of my YouTube yeah, usage. Yeah. No, that's what it's for. <laughs> yeah, I think so, because I'm not going to pay for Spotify, right. okay? I'm not going to do it. Oh, you could join my family plan. Uh, sure. <laughs> that's, that's why I'll probably never have kids, just so I could have my friends on my family plans. Okay, <laughs> that works. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just think that I think that an episode like this, it's it's so great how like creative it is in stretching outside of the world of Springfield and that you guys are able to do that. I mean, I don't know if that is a necessity now that you guys have done so many stories or if it's just like, let's be more artistic with like our season openers. Yeah, it's this wasn't intended to be the season opener. It just mm-hmm. kind of ended up that way because I think because we ended up, we got carried away. You know, right, we just like we lost right. our minds doing this, and so it ended up being like, oh, it's kind of a natural uh, season opener. Um, that's so funny because I mean, that's obviously as all Simpsons fans uh, know, just what happened with the episode one of The Simpsons. Anyway, like sometimes yeah, exactly. things, right. sometimes things that aren't supposed to be where they are end up being the perfect thing for what they are, and it just shapes this whole you know the the pilot shaped the entire show this will shape this season it's really cool yeah and i mean matt uh, the, the next week matt has an episode that i just love that uh or that tim long wrote and it's so good uh and it would have been the season i think i think this was just we there's so much money was spent on this episode <laughs> right, 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 like right, it right has to be the season premiere or yeah justify it. uh some moments of the episode that i found fun uh, were the genital Smurfs? Obviously, that Hell was yeah. delightful. Um, Very happy about those. <laughs> I also just loved Krusty uh, has. Yeah, I just loved Krusty yeah. being uh, the the jester. jester. Mm-hmm. It's really cute and natural. Works really well. But um, I really liked in the background of. Um, I wrote down Coldstone Creamery, but I don't know if that could oh, be right. Hans uh, Molman. Uh, Hans Coldstone being... Screamery. Screamery, yeah. Yes. That would make sense. And Hans Molman is on a uh, marble slab. A getting marble slab, and he's being tortured. whipped by, I think, Shauna. Great. Having the time of Sorcerer his life. Intendant Chalmers. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was. It's always fun during these types of episodes to see, as Julia said, like kind of who each person inhabits in this new world, and mm-hmm. and I like that Hans are just kind of like hanging out, having a good yeah, time. Yeah, I, I feel like he, <laughs> he deserves is. it. He deserves it. Yeah, like he's, he's a pathetic character, but he's like he's kinky. Uh, he's actually not <laughs> as pathetic as I think a lot of people label him as because he's just very content. You know, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, feel exactly, in yeah. his in his own sort of depressive state, like he's just like. I expected that, you know, <laughs> you're like, and yeah. yeah, 
no one's upset when he shows up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, were there any other moments from this particular episode that we left out? I mean, it, it's so chock full. Like that opening again. Like you really need to pause to like see all of it. Which again is the the like markings of a good Simpsons episode. Mm-hmm. Like you you can't just watch it once. Like I want to see it right, again right immediately. Yeah. Um. And we can. And we'll we never can right home. now. Their beds here uh. <laughs> that we all sleep in. Um. I mean, again, Guys, I never want to see this episode again. I watched it so many times. <laughs> right. 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 We were talking about that. I mean, I'm sure like pitching it from 2015 to when did it go in production? Like sometime in 2016. I read it uh, about this time last year, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Animation just takes yeah. so long. It just takes and forever. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's can I read, can I read for you one thing? Oh, yeah. So uh, this you will not. This is a, an example of how meticulous uh, we had the, the longest director's note I've ever seen in a script. Now, after we do a screening of the animatic, right? Where, where we've seen the storyboard set to the soundtrack and, uh, we're getting a sense of like how the scenes are laid out and what things are working. We, uh, we were upset with the Hobbit feet. And so we made some notes. Uh, remember when, uh, Homer's holding the roasted Hobbit foot? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, could you catch that? Yeah. And he takes a bite of it, right? Cause yeah. they roasted the Hobbits. Um, and it didn't look like a Hobbit foot. And so we made notes and then, uh, in the color, we got back the color, which is, you know, uh, uh, the, basically the finished version it still wasn't right. Um, and so Matt uh, <laughs> wrote into this. I want to read to you yes. the director's note. So this is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine lines of text. I've never seen one longer than six, which was like a yeah. very difficult scene. So director's note, redesign Homer's roast halfling foot in the following ways, colon. It should be flatter and wider. It should not be solid brown, but shiny orange gold like a roast turkey leg. We should never see the sole. He should always be holding it at an angle where we only see the hairy top of the foot. When he bites into it, it should not be pink inside, but chicken meat colored. Also, we should never see the cross section of the halfling ankle where it has been severed. Retake required. That's so amazing. <laughs> We've never cared about anything on the show as much as we cared about that. That that you knew that it has to look like a hobbit foot. Right. Sorry, right. halfling foot, not hobbit uh, foot. Thank Legally you so allowable much. Halfling foot. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, I love I love stuff like that. I just think it's so funny. It's because it it's such a great reminder of like what we do is very silly. You know, <laughs> right. we're being very serious about something very silly. We're like oh, we making, were deadly serious. Yeah. It's a dream factory right. that we're all existing in. And Nightmare but factory, but I will fucking walk if this <laughs> hobbit foot is not perfect. That's great. Yeah, I love that hobbit foot. I love the gelatinous cube. Right. Yeah. Uh, oh, which which has two names by the way. Okay. Because the voice is Disco Stew, right? Yeah. So he's Gelatinous Stew. Oh, yes, yes, and, yes. And he's also Disco Cube. Great. And we went back and forth on what I don't know what we settled on. I think it's Gelatinous Stew. Yeah. But. It reminded me the animation, just like that sort of disembodied um, mouth, um, felt very Futurama-esque yeah, in that yeah, way. Yeah. And, and also it had like kind of sci-fi ties in that way because, I don't know, maybe like nope, the bright crazy. green kind of reminded me. <laughs> That's how he looks in the monster manual. Yeah. yeah ooh, great. I think so. Uh, <laughs> another interesting thing about this episode is just that, um, you know, uh, there's about to be a new Matt Groening show uh, that is also kind of this era. So yes. it's like Simpsons fans are kind of inadvertently getting a, a sneak peek in a way of what this new show might be for for all they know. They I had no idea that was it was already in the works. I had no right. idea when I pitched the, the story. Oh, and I'm sure. Matt Groening is sitting at the table. And he's the nicest man in the world because he didn't immediately say, no, I'm doing that show. <laughs> right. And he could have, you know. Yeah. And he said, he said, so he didn't say a word. I wrote the whole script. 
somewhere in the rewriting process, I learned he's doing the show and I go, well, this thing is dead. Oh, and no. uh, we had the table read and his only note, he said, do whatever you want to do. Uh, but the heads on pikes can't talk. And we hadn't planned on having them talk because I think that they were sort of thinking of, I don't even know if it's still in their show. They were thinking of having, you know, like the, the yeah, 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 yeah. Like they were thinking about doing that with heads on pikes. Um, oh, funny. That yeah. That's like the line that's he draws. That's the only thing he draws. cared about. And he was, he was a, totally nice about it, but he could have killed it at any time. Um, so off of that, let's go uh, to a break. Let's break it up. What a great break. Hey, heads on spikes. <laughs> I want to talk about it for one more second. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, absolutely. Um, Me too. Uh, we got to see Troy McClure. Yeah. Yes. That was yeah. really exciting. It was obviously kind of a weird thing because obviously, you know, he's dead. <laughs> it was kind of like, oh no, but also like, oh, it was the perfect yeah. little we were, mixture. We were torn. Yeah, I mean, was it was a good mixture. It didn't feel it, angry. Yeah, it, it felt sweet. Like, Cause Ned's, oh, right, no, I mean, cause totally Ned's right next to him. I loved Roy McClure. Oh, of uh, course. So much. And, and you know, I, I worked with Phil at news radio and, and I, right. the nicest guy in the world, super yeah. professional. Him, his passing was heartbreaking Ugh. for everyone. Uh, yeah, for everyone. seriously, for everyone. He was, he was that funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and also that nice. You, you could just nice. tell, you know, yeah, good people, was, good people. Was, yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we were a little torn because we didn't. You know, it's like are we making a joke of this horrible? No, right. not at all. So, but we also like you know we we love that character so much and we miss yeah. it so much and it was like can we just see Troy? You know, one so. more time. It was exciting yeah. to see him. But yeah. he has a severed head on a spike, so I don't know. Maybe right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, how respectful but so it was. was. But so was Ned. It's not like you also had Maud and you also right. had right, other right, characters right. that yeah. died. Right, right, right. And there's a great moment with that Ned on a spike oh. where the, like, see Homer? Like, that. those are the sideburns that I want you to grow. And, and he's, like, you know, really looking into it and holding it in his hands. And, and Julie's reading of, it's always nice when you know someone. It's so easy. Yeah, and then, it's yeah. so fun. And then we find out that Homer's a fan of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> he, he is. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That was our direction in the booth. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Larry Davis. Which lines up with the premiere of the new season. Yeah, really. you guys. So you're you guys so are very prescient with your, yeah. you know, jokes. We're also promoting other shows. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> how Turn kind. Off the Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, you know, obviously, if if there are still any moments that you guys want to have about this episode, I would love to hear them. But. Otherwise, I was just going to ask some general questions that we like to ask everybody, but it's always cool to ask a Simpsons writer. Is there a character on The Simpsons that you relate to the most? Lisa. That yeah. makes sense. I think I think <laughs> I think a lot of writers would say that because you know mm-hmm. she's a nerd and and and, uh, and I just, she's super funny because she's like she's she's the smartest person in the family. She knows it. She's insanely proud of it, but doesn't want to be proud of it. And and you know and you know, kind of thinks everyone else is an idiot, but can't show it, but also right. loves them and blah, blah, blah. She's great. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's very complicated to, yeah. to be like really the only person that has like a strong moral ground right. and like, you know, a self-awareness of what the world is around her that is beyond literally everyone yeah. in her vicinity. Yeah. Yeah. So That's, she's very isolated, but no, oh, it's okay. Yeah. In terms yeah. of like minor characters, I weirdly like superintendent, superintendent trauma. Yeah. It's a funny voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, you know, uh, I really like writing a poo. I think, uh, you know, um, and, uh, yeah, there's more, but <laughs> I like them all. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a great cast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my go-to that I always say is I love Chief Wiggum. He's like my favorite side character, I think. Yeah. For now. It's like, it changes with the season. It changes. Yeah. Yeah. But he, I'm never upset when he's invited to the party. Well, we also, I mean, we'll, we'll catch ourselves doing too much of a, of, of a certain right, character I bet. and pull back. And so we, we, we're the same way. We get like, mm-hmm. 
you know, we get excited about something and then you know, we kind of overdo it. We did that. Actually did that with Chalmers for a while. We were really all loving Chalmers. And then we were like, oh, he's really in the show a lot. <laughs> yeah. He yeah, yeah. seems to say Skinner every time he shows up. So maybe we should pull this back. <laughs> right, right, right. Though I would love to see their spinoff, their odd couple spinoff, <laughs> Skinner and Chalmers. <laughs> I mean, I love that the odd one. Couple. I love that one beat with the steamed hams all the yes. way back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just that little isolated vignette. It's right. so perfect. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They're so fun. And uh, not that this will ever happen, but uh, should the show ever end, do you have any personal ideas just for you that you would be satisfied with? Is there anything that other people have talked about? You obviously don't have to share something if it's a secret, but can you think of a way that The Simpsons might end that would satisfy you? I am... Uh Delighted to tell you that it's above my pay grade. Uh, so <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, I, I don't think it should go out with a big bang. You know, uh, it shouldn't be like the science episode. The idea that it's at Bart's 11th birthday or something like that. You know, something right. small. And I, I to, to me, that's the way to go because you know, it, it, we always come back to the family. And, yeah. And um, you know, I, I don't think going crazy would really uh, fit. Um, but I, but I don't know. You know, we'll see what honestly what Jim and Matt Granding and Al come up with. Right. I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see it the same way as you. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. That'll be really interesting, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I can't really imagine what it is like to be in your shoes in that moment. Um, what if they just did half an episode and then ended it in, in blackness like The Sopranos? <laughs> Do you think? Oh, I didn't know that's how it ended. Oh. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> I Have you mean, not seen it? I'm, I'm watching it, but I've been watching seven shows at once. I mean, uh, it's... There's no... It, it, no, it's, it's all good. Just a, it, it abruptly ends. It's my fault for not watching it sooner. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't. No, no, I honestly, it's, you're not Brian, help me up. I honestly <laughs> didn't give anything away. It's okay, not. Cool. It's not like it's you, like. Yeah, you managed it's, not to. Yeah, it's not. It's not like it's somebody being like, "Oh no, my paper." <laughs> you know, like it's not. Okay, it doesn't. Cool. It, it's not. It, oh, good, good, good. It just. It. You know. Okay. Cool. Yeah, you're fine. I also have really seen Breaking Bad, the- so don't say the ending of that, please. Actually, I'm making fun of you for being behind. I just finished Breaking Bad all the way through. Really? Yes. I, um, Amazing. It I, was incredible. I have so an good. idea of how it ends because I had to research. Um, I was a researcher for At Midnight, and we had to look up what was happening, and so I, I saw kind of what happened. And right. it's, But it, I'm sure it will still be great. Anyway, yeah. it's not about shows I haven't seen the endings of. <laughs> <laughs> but in, let's get to Scooby-Doo, which you've seen. Yeah, Scooby-Doo. I <laughs> love Scooby-Doo. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, listeners, let us know what you think of Scooby. Which character do you resonate with the most? I obviously resonate with uh, Scooby. Mm-hmm, um, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a, a pup named Scooby-Doo. I'm going to do that like little offshoot. As long as, girl. as long as you're not scrappy. Oh, uh, well. I was going to get to that. No. Now we have to break up. Oh. Um, <laughs> so another question we like to ask our guests is, um, and this may be, I mean, you pretty much have spoken uh, maybe to this already with your personal story, but if there's like a lesson to be gleaned from the episode itself or from our conversation today, you know, what would be that sort of lesson that wraps it up? Um, a lesson. Uh, well, I mean, I, I hope one of the original ideas behind the story when, when I came decided that they be set in a fantasy world was the idea that fantasy does often doesn't focus on uh, the little people like right the serfs and the, yeah. and the it's the always kings people. and queens and princes and knights and you know whatever um, and wizards and stuff and so we wanted to do a show about the little people and one of the things I really love about this episode uh, is um, how Homer uh, Homer's deepest beliefs are profoundly against his own self-interest. Mm-hmm. And he believes that feudalism is the greatest system in the world. 
And uh, we are so lucky to have everything we have, even though they have nothing. Mm-hmm. And it seems very timely. And, uh, you know, yeah. it was something we, we actually, there was a lot more politics in it when it started. Um, but uh, I hope people, I hope that, that uh, people like that, you know, the message that, uh, you know, you, you don't have to blindly, be blindly obedient to a, a political system. And right. uh, you're, uh, you're uh, allowed to look after your own interests you a little bit. You dancing around that line, Brian. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I mean, getting too expertly bummer, so. But, yeah, no, but, uh, no, no. I mean, I, I completely get But I like the lesson mean. that Homer learns, that he has right. to stand up for himself. So. Well, yeah. in terms of also, like, self-interest, um, I, I do think it's really great that, um, you know, the, the grandmother gets to kind of do what's ultimately best for her, and Marge gets to learn that that's okay, because, like, you can't, you can't make people stay longer than they want to stay, and right. it was the right time, and I thought it was such a sweet moment when she says, you know, I wouldn't be leaving you if I didn't think you could take care of yourself, and it yeah. really choked me up. It was really very sweet. And I love that that scene kind of, like, the scene where they're like, and now you're saved, and now we get to ask all the questions that we want to ask you. Like, kind of exemplified, like, eh, it's not the best situation. Oh, yeah. I mean, I totally, I totally blanked on, like, how the episode ends us, which is, you know, spoiler if you haven't seen it yet, but go watch it. But um, I just love that there's this whole thing of, like, Lisa obviously wants science to exist, which, you know, we both also do very much more than, you know, maybe religion for others. But um, I love that there is just this, this thing, too, of just like, well, we want magic. Yeah. Right. We we do. And it's just like, that you're, yes. <laughs> you're entitled. There's mm-hmm. a reason this genre continues to exist, and it's because magic would be really great. It's all yeah. a lot of problems. I know. Speaking of magic, monsters are real in one oh, episode. Oh, God, <laughs> Allie. Well, I thought we could wrap it up without another fucking Scooby-Doo bullshit. <laughs> Better luck next time. Oh, God. <laughs> you have convinced me, by the way. Can I stay here? Solidly Can I work with you guys now? <laughs> Uh, well, thanks so much for joining us tonight. and Thank you for caring at all about this oh episode. I really appreciate it. And, uh, absolutely. This is very fun. Oh, good. Oh. Yeah, we, uh, we're absolutely delighted. It was such an honor. Um, to our listeners, we hope that you um, let us know what you think of the episode. Uh, I'm sure people are going to be talking about it on social media mm-hmm. just because it's such a cool thing. But uh, let us know. We're excited to hear it. And uh, where can people find you online? Oh, I, who cares? It's. It. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm on Twitter. I, 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 can I explain this handle very, very quickly? Yes, right, please. So it's it's at DC Guzzler. Okay. All right. Now this this is what my <laughs> when I used to work in news radio. Um, I we I was determined to make up my own nickname, and I and but I liked the idea that there was nothing. I was playing this kind of a character. There's nothing interesting about him except that he drinks a lot of Diet Coke. Uh-huh. And so, and then, so I was just, you just call me DC Guzzler. And so that, that became, and then it grew and grew to where there was like a, a, a kind of a cop show centered around Detective DC Guzzler. Right, right. Stuff. But it, it sounds dirty. Yeah. Uh, and I've been meaning to change it for a long time. I was going to say, if I saw that at, as a vanity plate, I'd be oh, like, yeah, oh, Dick Guzzler? Yeah, yeah, no. It, oh, for sure. I, I'm sure it's driven so many people away. I don't really care. I don't. I, as you shouldn't. <laughs> I'm old. It's I don't the really goddamn internet. You don't Twitter need to be on what Twitter is, with a snappy handle. I, I, like, I like hearing what funny people say, but I'm not like. Right. Know, so uh, I'll change it one of these days. Anyway, message Dick Guzzler. Yeah, yeah. Let him know what you think of the 
episode. Yeah. Uh, and Julia, where can people find you? Oh, thanks so much for asking. You can find me at Julia Prescott on all the things. Allie, where can people find you? Julia, thank you for asking. You could find me at Allie Gerson, all the things. You could find us at Simpsons Pod and everything's coming up Simpsons at gmail.com. Yeah, support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Simpsons Pod. And uh, yeah, you guys know. Oh, rate, rate and review so we can climb them charts, baby. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We'll see you guys next time. Smile you later. Bye. Feral Audio.